Welcome everyone to a new Cybersecurity Magazine podcast, um, this time an editorial discussion. Uh, so I have the editors of CSM with me, Anna Prasad, Hans-Christian Rudolph and Rajiv Prasad. And today we're going to go through cybersecurity policies or, or 5G and beyond, I guess. So what are some of the recent 5G security policies, how are the security challenges being tackled around the world and kind of what future developments we might expect. Um, so to kick off, we recently featured an article looking at the EU toolbox for 5C, 5G security. Um, so should we start by looking at how the EU is ensuring a certain level of security with the next generation of connectivity? Um, Hans, perhaps you'd like to start. Sure. Thank you, Philippa. Um, well, I, th I think the EU is, is quite an interesting example because it's mm -hmm. uh, such a unique um, yeah, such a unique background and, and way to bring such um, policy or, or regulation along. Um, there are 27 member states that are involved in the specification of, of this regulation. And obviously all of them uh, somehow have a, have a different view or certain um, specific national interests um, that are just destined to, to end up in um, 5G security as well. Um, and from my perspective, I think the EU has taken quite a um, rational and, and um, sensible approach here to split up uh, their recommendations for 5G security into strategic measures on, on one side um, and technical measures on the other. Um, so somehow, um, yeah, making sure that um, the each of the different member states uh, has enough regulatory power to enforce certain strategic goals such as supply chain diversity um, or certain level of, of business continuity planning. Um, and on the other hand, um, with the European Agency for, for Cybersecurity, ENISA, um, acting as, as a yeah, entity to coordinate a lot of efforts amongst the member states um, and also writing concrete technical guidelines to, to bring along a certain um, baseline security, if you will. We did that article, I guess, about the toolbox. Um, just, I guess, can you summarize what some of the key um, initiatives there are at the moment, or maybe some really recent ones that people should be aware of? Well, um, I, would, I would point out one of the things um, that is currently um, under active development, um, and that is the 5G security certification. Um, certification only being one supporting action um, of the 5G toolbox. Um, if our listeners want to look that up, uh, I encourage you all to, to read the article that goes into more detail on that. Um, but speaking of this certification scheme, Anissa has taken the lead here um, to create a certification scheme specifically targeted on these kinds of networks, taking into account um, input from different stakeholders um, and ensuring that uh, there's an even level or an even playing field for technology suppliers um, for, for 5G networks um, and making sure that um, if a certain supplier has been um, well, accredited against against one of these profiles, um, there's a comparable or there's basis for comparison in, in each of the member states. Now, I should mention that development has just started and it's to be expected that that will take some time until mm -hmm. um, the certification scheme actually 
um, is implemented and enforced, uh, but it's certainly a step in the right direction. I have, I have, an, uh, I have, a, I have a point regarding the certification and the way uh, a single region of the world uh, takes initiative. Obviously someone, obviously, someone needs to take the lead. Um, but uh, I'm wondering how effective is such measures if it's limited to a region because 5G is effectively being deployed across the world. It's, it's, it is a global network, if you think of it. Then how can one keep it, keep it secured and uh, keep the player, stakeholders secured and those who are participating in providing services in 5G, how can we guarantee that they have not been compromised? Um, so how, how does the rest of the world participate in this? Yes, so maybe maybe a couple of uh, points here. If we, if we step back, uh, it's that, why are we talking about uh, cybersecurity and 5G policies at all? And why didn't we talk about it earlier uh, in the generations here? Mm -hmm. So um, if you look at, uh, as, as, as we moved from first generation towards this fifth generation of communication system, we are seeing that, in many ways, the technology advanced, and uh, with that technology advancement, we are we are at an era now when everything can be digi digitalized, yeah, mm. or is it digitized, yeah, and uh, and five G is the means that we can bring connectivity to all of them, okay, and at the same time, moving in this direction with the technology enhancements in all parts, it meant that many of the technologies merged together, and five G uh, specifications therefore. Uh, started using very standard technologies that are out there, you know, we, and that's commonly known by everyone like cloud and any other IT kind of solutions, which is going down all the way to the radio part of it. Yeah. So all this digitalization, all this connectivity, and then uh, at the same time, this technology enhancements goes to everyone. That means different kind of uh, attacks also, potential attacks and attacks already happening in the world means that one has to think about some regulations to secure and safeguard everyone. And coming to your po uh, point, uh, uh, I think we, as we go ahead, we'll discuss more, but uh, EU, that uh, toolbox aspect uh, that Hans mentioned, and the article is also there, uh, is one thing, but there are also other activities going on around the globe. Yeah? Um, in US, uh, uh, India, potentially in China, Australia, Russia, uh, Every, every different uh, nation of the world is pro probably doing something. And your, your question is quite right. The, the, there should be a global level discussion and agreement on how to have a common solution out there so, to set the base because uh, security is lifeline. It will become even more lifeline for everyone because it now touches safety even more so yeah, as we talk about this connectivity and digitalization. So uh, the, I understand nations are discussing as well, but uh, um, Hans, Philippa, Raj, you have some other thoughts or? Yeah, maybe to add to that, um, it's not just um, yeah, national interests or nation states that, that play a role in here, but the existing industry standards as well. Um, I would go as far and say that telecommunications industry has been quite successful over the last couple of decades to bring along standards for global interoperability, and that includes security as well. Um, and if we look into the yeah, security standards and security assurance part, there's um, obviously the, the 3GPP standards, sort of the, 
the basic security functionality that um, is required from a mobile network, but also um, the, the GSMA network equipment security assurance specifications um, that are developed in, in tandem jointly with, with 3GBP as well. Um, so I think in, in order to facilitate broad adoption of um, whatever is going to be the global standard, um, that needs to be taken into account as well. So you have the uh, uh, when you, when you adding on to what Hans uh, just said, uh, when you talk about uh, security assurance um, and industry bodies become important, actually um, uh, regulations are coming up uh, as we speak, uh, as we discuss, uh, but industry wasn't quiet. Industry was being affected by <laughs> these cyber attacks, uh, uh, all kinds of uh, attacks, if you want to say. Um, and therefore was developing many of these specifications all along, uh, as just mentioned. So you, if you break it down, just a security assurance part, then you are you are discussing about labs that need the accreditation and therefore uh, uh, coming to the uh, earlier discussion, it should be globally accepted that that's how it should happen. Uh, and then, and therefore the labs are set up, they have some testing methods to do testing that should be transparent. Uh, and therefore, different standardization bodies comes in come in picture. Three GPP is one. Maybe others also come in picture as we move along. And then uh, you have the certificates, which should be then recognized, accepted uh, all the places. Yeah. And and probably this also distills and helps the supply chain security as well, isn't it? <laughs> so overall, I'm curious. Uh, is this something that needs to be developed? Uh, because by the sound of it, it does. And needs to be developed from scratch and so on infrastructure of like regulations and policies. I suppose uh, a lot of this already existed from the previous generations. Um, and it's just a matter of adding new elements to it, which reflects uh, the innovation uh, that has come about with 5G, right? Uh, or, or, or this whole exercise that the governments are doing. And what we are talking about that we should actually harmonize the policies and regulations and accreditations is 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 that is that something that needs to be built from scratch? Maybe let me take a first hit at that and then pass on to the rest of the crew here. So, uh, um, not everything, but still quite a bit. Yeah, that that's that might be answer response. Um, as as I as I was mentioning. Uh, when it comes to the industry, if you look at the security assurance side, quite a bit was already happening. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to the overall mobile communication side, there was some kind of regulations out there, but not all the, uh, not all details as, as we are discussing about today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, quite some work needs to be done as, as we move along. Um, and, uh, uh, quite a bit of it from, from industry side can be picked up and applied. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Hans has something to add to this as well. No, I, I think you, you captured quite well. And um, if we take a step back and, and look at why is it that um, different jurisdictions are waking up to, to these threats now and are focusing on 5G security, well, it's because more and more um, critical infrastructure beyond the mobile network is, is getting connected through these technologies. 
Um, we hear again and again that, that 5G is, is the generation of, of the industry catering to many different um, performance, but also security requirements. Um, and we see that quite obviously with, with some of the recent attacks that not everyone who is connected, be that through 5G or not, um, is sufficiently protected. Um, I think we, we all um, noticed or have read about the colonial pipeline hack uh, some, some time ago. And, and that just goes to show that um, it, it's beyond just the mobile network, right? We're connecting um, not just handsets that, that we all carry with us, but we're connecting critical infrastructure and um, elements that, if compromised, really have, have an impact on, on physical safety um, to, to a whole lot of people as well. Yeah, I, I have a, so that's interesting. It's, it's, um, it's very educational to understand that it's sort of a catch-up game. Uh, and uh, I, I wouldn't know what would be a better way of doing this, I suppose. Uh, uh, but the fact that the technology was created by us humans that why couldn't we have actually done the regulatory, at least the important bits of it in par with, uh, with the developments because it was more or less understood when the spectrum would be licensed across the world. And, but yeah, th that is probably to be answered some other day, probably getting some regulators. <laughs> yeah, this, is, uh, this is the same question as a, uh, uh, why, why do we even have antivirus and anything? Why wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't it be embedded into any application and any software that comes out or any hardware that comes out? Uh, it's kind of very difficult because uh, um, as when you develop specifications, you think of security and you embed it. That's at least in telecommunication, mobile communication that has been happening from the beginning. But, um, and you assume how things will be used. Right. And this usage also decide uh, the security implications. Yeah. Right. yeah, no, that's interesting. So another thought that uh, when you were talking about the colonial uh, pipeline, the one other thought that crossed my mind uh, is not to you know not to fan conspiracy theories, <laughs> but uh, how how much do we know that these attacks happened actually by? people but i mean we know it was initiated by people because they were the ones who were gaining profit from it right from the tax uh but wouldn't can't such an attack be managed by machine <laughs> machines making us fight among each other i mean now the technology is there we have enough discussions and uh, research and development going on in the ai and 5g opens up the bandwidth or anything to jump in and uh, use these uh, use these channels. Well, I I, I can attempt to, to answer that, um, and and I'm and I'm sticking sticking to to the example of five G here. Mm -hmm. um, quite obviously, some of the attack surface that that mobile networks um, provide stems out of the fact that these are incredibly complex systems, um, and not only you know securing this is is incredibly complex and and difficult because you have to think of so many things um but also then attacking um finding um specific loopholes 
um, is quite complex. Now, you know, obviously, if, if an operator doesn't follow basic security um, controls, then, you know, there might be uh, a top 10 of, of things that, that attackers are trying to abuse. If you go beyond that, and, and if you have to chain certain exploits, have to chain uh, certain attacks in order to get to your eventual target, whatever that might be, um, that takes a lot of experience um, and it takes a lot of um, careful action. Because again, most likely uh, operators around the world have deployed some kind of um, basic security controls um, that you know, might tip attackers off um, at, at some point in time. So if, uh, if you're attempting to, to break into, into such a um, relatively uh, well-protected system, you better, you better know what you're doing. And, and I'm not quite sure whether um, the, the AI capabilities are, are there already. Yeah. But uh, I, I think we can uh, expand what Rajiv asked just now a little bit. Or I want to do that. Let's say that. <laughs> so, uh, Rajiv, you talked about AI machine learning and then uh, automation of attacks. Yeah, um, and uh, and uh, rightfully, as Hans was saying, limiting into our discussion here on five G. Um, one can sit down and do that. Yeah, but uh, conversely, you, you could also say, say, and I'm shifting your word towards more towards automation then. Uh, can be utilized also for protecting things, yeah? And uh, um, allow me to shift the discussion a little bit as, as we are talking here. So uh, what, what happens with this is, uh, I mean, AI, usually when you talk, you, many people themselves, they say that they don't understand how the decisions are happening. So you need, do need some transparency over there. But you, you, you could utilize some of these uh, algorithms uh, some machine learning and some AI and human being also, you'll never lose that uh, to provide extra production uh, uh, security measures and automate things. Yeah? For example, some attack happens, some of them can be automated, that, how to recover that, uh, respond to, uh, to that uh, incidents. Yeah? Uh, you could utilize uh, some kind of uh, automated tools yeah? and uh, they're, they're already out there without saying names uh, to do uh, testing of the security of the codes, not security codes, any of the code that comes in. Yeah, we are talking about cloud era. You can do that the same thing for any of the uh, any of the products that come in. Yeah, and now we are touching about supply chain uh, security, uh, and uh, we can go into details of these as well. And you can also consider the whole security controls of uh, people, process, technology. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, teaching some people having the process process that could be again automated and then putting technology wise to give further protection. So I have twisted your question a bit, <laughs> uh, but, but there could be the other side of it and uh, not necessarily that you need to say AI machine learning and stuff, but simpler ways and algorithms and means to protect as well. To bring, um the conversation back a little bit to um, security policy um, globally. So we were talking about um, the challenges is had, but how it is needed for more of a global approach to this rather than nation specific. Um, I was wondering, we were talking about the EU toolbox and how they're trying to bring um, 
the states kind of more aligned to each other, uh, the member states, sorry. I was just wondering what other kind of initiatives there are around the world to do a similar thing. Um, are there organizations or initiatives to kind of create more global standards for 5G security specifically? If we if we talk about global standards or, or standards that, that attempt to address address the industry as a whole or not just a specific geography, it's mm-hmm. it's mostly 3GPP and, and GSMA that, that really do a lot of work in, in this area. Um, now, there are some um, states that, that have been very active and very vocal about 5G security, um, EU being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the US um, that, uh, that has yeah, a bunch of material also out there on their, on their 5G strategy. Um, but also, for example, the, the UK um, and CSC specifically that that have um, yeah that have put out um, a, a lot of guidance uh, around this topic. And I don't know if there's anything else that you want to mention. Any any other examples that we should shout out? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I'll say the same GSMA and 3GPP when it comes to standards and specifications. <laughs> the beauty being that uh, 3GPP making the specifications that that is uh, widely accepted and thus becomes standards around the globe. Yeah, kind of uh, everyone is accepting, uh, accepts that that's how the products are based. And then uh, besides what uh, Hans mentioned, I mean, there are many other countries, of course, talking about uh, 5G security aspects. Uh, uh, India is saying uh, saying things as well. I, 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 if, I'm, if I remember correctly, and I, I might need to be corrected later on, but I think uh, Australia and then other countries, uh, several other countries also are discussing about that and uh, coming off the proposal. And, and my assumption would be that towards the... This is just an assumption towards the end. Countries might have flavor, but uh, very much this industry ex- accepted uh, ideas or ways to do things uh, would be would should form the base. Yeah, if if it is, if my assumption goes wrong, then that that will become my recommendation to, to the <laughs> global <laughs> policymakers and industry to, to do that. Yeah. Okay, and while we're looking at five G security, there's a lot of discussion at the moment, obviously about six G. Um, and the next generation. Um, I was just wondering what your thoughts were on kind of developing the security regulations for 5G whilst we're kind of developing this next generation as well and the new security challenges that will bring. Maybe I, I touch a bit and then pass, pass it around to others. So um, uh, 6G is still being debated and what it will <laughs> be. Yeah, uh, Telecommunications somehow or mobile communications somehow has seen a 10 years cycle. Yeah. And I guess we'll see the same as we move ahead. Um, we we have, as we came to five G, we are we are more into applications and services, and I think this will this will continue. Yeah. Um, so, w- what can based on this, w- what can one prognose or what can uh, one expect in the future from policies perspective, is that uh, by coming in five G, we are getting for the first time. Uh, a basic set of regulations or basic set of policies for uh, various aspects of mobile communications. But we are also seeing that mobile communications is based on technologies which are already out there. Yeah. So the overall cybersecurity regulations uh, can combine together, work together to form a base for 6G uh, okay. uh, policies as well. Yeah, that would be my take at this point of time. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how, how where future brings us. Yeah. 
maybe others have thoughts as well yeah, yeah maybe maybe to add to that and and that might not be a very um hopeful or, or creative <laughs> approach to to that question but i think 6g in terms of security would already be a success if we maintain open standards maybe even um, manage to expand open standards uh, when it comes to um, protecting the network with the whole geopolitical tensions that that we see around the world now and as we mentioned earlier different countries um having a different view on on how to how to tackle the challenges that that face 5g networks I think it's going to be important to maintain this this yeah global collaboration uh, and make sure that um, security enhancements benefit all of the end users and not just um you know mobile phone subscribers in a in a certain geography. Yeah, actually, if you think of it, Hans, what what you the last sentence you said, uh, um, it will it is impossible that is uh, there is benefit for only one part given the connectivity that we live in. So maybe that's that's uh, something to take away as well. Yeah. Sorry, I went on mute because there was some, some uh, ambulances running close to where I am. <laughs> um, uh, if I may just move the conversation a little more to uh, away from the regulations and the policies, uh, if that's all right, and standards. Um, I so while you guys were talking, I was wondering uh, if, we can, if you could name for me at least, uh, what, what unique risks, uh, security-wise, of course, uh, 5G has introduced, which LTE or 4G did not have in the past, or they're, they're still, operational these uh, these um, these networks what are the unique uh, challenges uh, oh yeah what are the security risks uh, 5g has inter introduced so why don't you start or, or has it enhanced it has it enhanced everything that already existed Hans, you start, I'll take over after that. <laughs> that many? Sure, sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, if if I had to limit it to, to one aspect, I would say the, the single piece that that's sets 5G apart from previous generations is really the immense interconnection to, to different kinds of um, partners, um, verticals um, that will that will be major um concern and a major thing to to worry about for for network providers as as we go along um because it's not just um you know different mobile network operators that you connect to in order to enable roaming but it's a lot of um private semi-private networks for for specific um industries or uh, for specific campus networks um it is platform providers. So for example, um, we see specifically in the area of, of mobile edge computing, um, these companies teaming up with the hyperscale cloud providers uh, like Amazon or, or Microsoft um, in order to get closer to the, to the subscriber and provision services that are particularly um, yeah, performance critical. Um, and, and obviously with, with these interconnections or of these um, partnerships, um, the attack surface expands. Um, now, that doesn't mean that 
these these threats that come with it are completely new and are completely unheard of. Um, but bringing all of that together and, and managing all of that in a in a changing ecosystem, because you have to remember most of the 5G network is poised to be um, virtualized and, and um, short-lived in, in some areas, um, is going to be one of the major challenges in, in 5G. Yeah, so uh, as Hans mentioned, so you have a bigger footprint, yeah, um, because of all these different connectivities and uh, the basic point being uh, always since mobile communication specifications are made, they have been made modular. And as we came towards 5G, it, it, is, it has been even more modular. And uh, uh, which means that each part can be changed at any time. <laughs> yeah, if it is, if you're in perfect uh, idle situation. And, uh, and the cloud technology uh, and the different kind of open source solutions, uh, these also therefore come in picture. Yeah, and these things come in picture uh, as also being just mentioned uh, in different words in the radio access network side, which we are hearing more and more as open RAN technologies. Yeah, and uh, th therefore, if you ask about the threat surface, it just becomes bigger in many different sense. Yeah, because of the modularity, because of using uh, of, of the shelf technology, because of using the open commonly known uh, uh, technologies by everyone and therefore it can be easier to attack uh, and things like that and then the other side is of course the business model as was being mentioned do you have the private uh, cloud or do you have a, a public cloud here yeah. and therefore many different uh, venues of uh, attacks uh, come in picture but uh, your question was also that what is some some of the inherent security yeah? and uh, it, if you look at it from standards or specifications perspective there are several things i'll just pick up one or two one is the privacy enhancement the other one is the roaming security aspect but you when, always when you move to a new generation you try to enhance things that are, that were out there you do uh, issues that were out there and you do further analysis and try to uh, bring new security solutions based on that but let me Instead of putting on that part, saying on that part, if I say on on the rest of the part, on the cloud and other other aspects, you know, security solutions for these has has have been out there for a while. Uh, issues are as we discussed will be there in any solutions, any standard would would come out with, but there are solutions, existing solutions out there. Uh, many things in the world are working with these technologies, so so. Of course, the one who is deploying and designing has to take care of security properly, but still adequate security is possible. Of course, there's always a balance. Yeah, yeah but it sounds of a, uh, uh, creating security awareness and uh, the education around uh, 5G seems to be a very complex undertaking, which needs to be done. But, uh, but the fact that uh, all the elements that are involved in it, so in, I, I, I take it from Hans's point that, yeah, the interconnectivity has grown beyond exponential, I imagine, because of Internet of Things. And so, uh, and then and the fact that you have, uh, you have concepts, which we have talked about previously, uh, 5G Open RAN, where uh, we're deploying, becoming a network operator has become... I don't know whether I, whether for a layman like me to say easier, but made it more 
feasible for any player to step to actually set up a network which they can use to service others. So, um, so I guess multiple uh, questions that immediately comes to mind. I mean, we talked a little about supply chain security. That, so questions about, yeah, how do you how do you tackle that? Uh, or is, is that is that question too broad to even consider for now? Um, or do you look at very specific things and as these things arise, you you, you tackle them? Um, it, it almost sounds as if we are we are in a we're playing a chess game, but the board keeps on extending, right? And the extension uh, and five G has just put is the steroid that has that that propels the growth of the of the of the game basically of the board. So now you have multiple moves which you previously didn't have. You knew the size of the board, and more or less, I'm guessing that. Uh, uh, there was awareness among the experts and people are in associated with these uh, in this in this technology of what could happen. But this five G is obviously while it, while it's a blessing, but it has the other side of it that the board has increased, the risks have increased. So how does one tackle it? Um, what would be the initial thoughts on that? So uh, you you actually test two point uh, points about this. Uh, overall security and, and then also awareness. Awareness about security is, is a topic in itself. And uh, we should discuss in details about that. Many of the basic things should be brought uh, to everyone, every person in any company and in the society as well. I think as a cybersecurity magazine, we are trying to do that uh, on, all, on many different aspects. Yeah, uh, and when it comes to uh, security, you, uh, securing uh, 5G, uh, and or any kind of network uh, be it, um, you, you can come, uh, you can make it as complex as you want, or you can make it as simple as you want. And the simple thing would become by, it would be by se setting up some of the basic policies that you have for your network, yeah, or for your any solution, any uh, anything that's going in production, yeah. And uh, you, you can, for, for example, you, you will say that I want security by design. I want holistic security consideration. Uh, I, I want, uh, there is a zero trust concept kind of thing that I, I want to have these things. And if you boil that down further as you go, go ahead in, in uh, designing your network uh, and security for that, it, you can make it quite concrete. For example, if you said about uh, supply chain security, the, the, the basic thing that you could start doing is that anything that comes in gets uh, goes through vulnerability check. Yeah, uh, it's quite a common thing. And if you do that, you have you have then the policies on the back that pushes back to the vendors or whoever brought the solution to fix things in a in a much faster manner. In time, you can push these things towards uh, whoever is developing the solutions uh, to take care of security from the very beginning itself based on your requirements. Yeah, You could uh, distill it uh, that way as well. So th there are various things. If I go into th those details, I think uh, uh, we can speak for quite a long time, but you could uh, set up some basic principles and that uh, take that throughout your uh, activity and, and does uh, have adequate security in place uh, from the beginning all the way towards operations, the whole life cycle of whatever you are doing, yeah. Okay, I'm afraid I have to jump in there and say, sadly, we're running out of time, but um, yeah. 
it's been really interesting and I'm looking forward to our next discussion more on security awareness and that side of um, cybersecurity that is possibly of equal importance, I think, to certifications and standards.